Welcome to Rocco Radio. I'm Jason Bryan and you're listening to The Big Interview. These days, there's no clearer opportunity for MNOs than to employ mobile engagement strategies. By utilizing solutions like A2P SMS, push messaging, OTT integration, RCS and bots, MNOs can have an omni-channel approach and significantly support enterprises as they diversify in their messaging needs. In 2017, Rocco has published several reports in the field of mobile engagement. A market intelligence report published in May featured 18 vendors offering mobile engagement products and services. One company known for leadership in the mobile engagement space is Infobip. Reaching Tier 1 in Rocco's A2P SMS and SMS firewall vendor performance reports. They are a company that from the feedback we have received, MNOs clearly admire and want to work with in this space. It was therefore a great pleasure to recently meet Elvino Chris Manish, Director of Channel Partnerships, and Renata Stavish, Director of Telecom Solutions. In their interview, Renata and Elvino talk about their telecom story, the omnichannel approach to mobile engagement, and what's next for Infobip. Our philosophy is to provide a unique communication platform to the enterprise client who will have the ability to communicate with their end users by their preferred channel. So combination of all the channels that we already have on board is the path that we are following right now. It's a real pleasure to be here with Alvino Krizmanish and Renata <laughs> We've just spent about 10 minutes getting the pronunciation right because it's not easy for me being British. Thank you very much for, for joining me in this podcast. It's really a pleasure to meet you. One of the key reasons why we wanted to talk to you both is because you represent Infobip. And Infobip is a super important ATP SMS provider in the market. Why do I say this is because recently, well, in fact, in June, we launched the third annual ATP SMS event performance research, of which we had 326 MNOs in 147 countries give their reactions to around 46 vendors in the market. Now, of course, there are hundreds of ATP SMS vendors in the market, but there are only really around 40 to 50 international players. And since you've been for several years in the running for this. It's a pleasure to note that this year, you are not only a tier one vendor in this market, but actually the number one ATP SMS provider as voted by mobile network operators. So, Elvino, what was the reaction in the company when they heard this news? It's a real honor to be rated as best A2P provider in the world. This is coming from mobile network operators, you know, and it's actually telling us that we are doing our job really good, that uh, we really know our mobile network operators that we've been working with. We are providing them with quality services, and we see that our uh, work has been awarded finally. Of course, I'd like to thank Rocco for doing such a great job in this segment as well. So pretty much this is just like a cherry on top on how we are performing and how uh, we have really good relationships with mobile network operators. 
It's always interesting to see how the mobile network operators respond because in the vendor performance research we have around 30 KPIs and of course they rate the vendor on each of the KPIs. So it's a pleasure to see real leadership in the market. But we'll go into InfoBIP a little bit more later. First, I would like to ask you both a question about how you got into telecom. So Renata, this is such an interesting question for our listeners actually. They're interested in how do people get into telecoms? What's your story? It's not a very interesting story. I just went to telecom after my graduation, after the college. I enrolled and started working for Creation Telecom. And more interesting story is how I get to InfoBit. I worked for telecom, and approximately five years ago, I was introduced to InfoBib. And I remember after the meeting saying to my colleague, I want to work for this company. First with this company, and then for this company. So we did the project together. And naturally, when I decided to leave the telecom, I came to InfoBip. What was it about InfoBip which inspired you to to want to join the company? You know, when you are working in telecom, you meet lots of vendors. But on this meeting, the energy was so good. And they left impression that they can solve everything, any kind of problem. So somehow they talk easily about the issues that we were experiencing but with the confidence they can solve it. That's always inspiring from a vendor, especially because in some situations a vendor overpromises, right, what they can actually deliver. And so you're saying that basically that inspired you and they followed through on everything that they said they would do. Yes, we did very successful two projects and actually the first impression was not wrong. So you worked in T-Mobile Croatia and how long were you there for? 20 years. That's, yeah, it's a good journey, right? 20 years to see the differences that have happened in telecoms during that time? Yes, I started in a company when it was telecommunication and post together. And the first the split and then privatization of the company and Deutsche Telekom buying it. Lots of changes, lots of different positions. So, yes, very interesting. This is the reason why we do these podcasts, because you hear such amazing stories Alvino, what is your story about how you got into telecoms? I mean, because when we were children, you know, we want to be firemen or astronauts. I mean, <laughs> we never expect to, to get into right. telecoms, right? Well, to be honest, you know, uh, I've always had a passion for technology and for new stuff. Eight years ago, I heard about this company. It's actually in my hometown. Back then, it was a startup. So I heard about their ideas, their stories. I got in contact with one of the owners, and after 15 minutes of really natural discussion, I decided to join the company, and, you know, today still I'm here. Telecom is quite a... I must say, hectic world, you know, everything is moving so fast and you need to be very focused on what you're doing. And this actually suits my persona and that's why I'm still here. I've been in sales for my whole career, selling different stuff. When you're talking about technology, about something that is, you know, like a living organism, you have a lot of challenges and this is something that is pushing you forward. It was quite an amazing story. It was unbelievable at that time in the surroundings where we live that such a story exists. When I joined InfoBip, we were in 60. Today, we're talking about 1,200 colleagues in the same company. So, you know, it's been an amazing journey and we're still traveling. <laughs> now, it strikes me that InfoBip is one of these companies that they don't get into SMS because that's trendy, but because they genuinely have an interest in that business. And it comes from organically, actually, from the kind of people and, the, and what interests them. 
Yeah, the good thing is that everything we do, we do in-house. We have really great engineers, people that are really passionate about, uh, about what they're doing. And all our solutions are tailor-made, in-house developed. When you speak with those developers, even though they're speaking some other language, from my point of view, you see that there is a fire inside. And these things keeps you moving on, moving forward. So I really enjoy doing what I'm doing. And I wouldn't be another minute in a company if this is not satisfying me. So SMS is definitely an obsolete technology. You know, everybody's saying that it's going to die like uh, two years ago. We still today see a lot of new use cases, well, a lot of new possibilities where SMS can be set as the main channel of communication. Moreover, when you know that 98.9% of people, when they receive an SMS, they read it within five minutes, you know how strong that this communication channel really is. And we still today see a lot of increase in usage of uh, such technology. Of course, we are adding some new technology, some new channels of communication on our platform, but still SMS is number one. You know, because A2P has really exploded in the last few years and it's going to continue to grow. I mean, we've had recent reports saying up until 2022, 2025, that A2P is, is growing continuously. What are the regional trends? I mean, which are the, the markets, let's say, which are more interesting for A2P and which are the ones which are still progressing, would you say? It's always number of people that can receive certain information. So obviously the markets where you have a huge population, these are the markets where A2P is pretty much one of the main channels of communication. We're talking about China, we're talking about India, we're talking about, you know, huge countries where they use SMS for different kind of services, not only to send some kind of information, but also to start transferring of funds for security reasons. Use cases are numerous. So definitely market markets where we perform the best are the markets where uh, there is a huge amount of population. Currently, India, China, Latin America is also a great market that is increasing its numbers on a monthly, on a quarterly basis. Not to forget Africa as one of the main continents where A2P has been and still is uh, one of the main channels of communication. So in the African region, ATP is the popular service? It's growing or what is the situation there? It is growing. So when we started working with enterprise clients, one of our main markets were some African countries. One of the countries had at that time 22 banks and they were generating around 300 million messages on a monthly basis, which was you know, a challenge and also something that pushed us to improve our services, to improve our solutions that we are offering to them, and today they are our clients. So definitely one of the main channels of communication there is an SMS. Beside SMS, they're using also some other technologies like USSD, which we also provide through our platform as well. So, But still, SMS is the most easiest way to communicate, and it is only 160 characters, but yeah. the, the right information gets to the end client, and he knows what to do next. Funny that you mentioned SMS, and I think it's really interesting right now because I know that InfoBip, I've seen in your literature, you talk about the omni-channel approach. And the, actually, I would like to ask Renata about that because one of the emerging hot topics in the industry right now, and we know from you know recent industry conferences, Google are, of course, behind RCS, which is, I remember RCS being called Rich Communication Suite many years ago. And it was a service, let's say, that we didn't really know if it would ever merge. And now Google has taken hold a little bit of the project. What is your view on the recent activity on RCS? 
Uh, we see that lots of telecoms are doing something in this area, but uh, some uh, telecoms are still waiting uh, for a decision to be made, uh, how the interconnections, maybe monetization of the service. Because it's tough for telecoms, they can choose uh, to approach, invest too much money in their own solution, but control the traffic, or partner with the Google or Samsung, and then to lose the control of the traffic. And being that commercial model is still not defined, they don't know how to monetize it. We are actually the right partner for this, because we can help monetize at least one part of the traffic the traffic coming from enterprises. And for us, this can be just another channel. You mentioned OTT. We have already Viber, Facebook, Line, Telegram. So RCS, when telecoms are ready, we are already ready. Can I ask you actually, beyond RCS and A2P SMS, what are the other key trends in the omnichannel space? I mean, what are the other messaging options, let's say? I think that uh, improving security will be the big demand in the future. So yes, we are working mobile identity, mobile connect, uh, the things that will enable enterprises to prove that the person using uh, this channel is actually the one that is how it's presented. So I think this area is very important. When we choose what are the next services, it's always about the things that we do, our core business. So the logical step is it to go into that direction. Excellent. Final question around InfoBIP. We already said you are the leader in this year's ATP SMS report. Now, as leadership goes, it's the hardest position to be in. How does one maintain leadership? What is the next steps for InfoBIP? So you just mentioned omnichannel. Our philosophy is to provide a unique communication platform to the enterprise client who will have the ability to communicate with their end users by their preferred channel. So combination of all the channels that we already have on board is the path that we are following right now. Of course, next steps, what is going to be AI? This is something everybody is talking about. We are developing something in that sense, chatbots, of course. IoT area, this is something also that is making part of our development right now. RCS, you mentioned it earlier, so machine learning. Let's say all the technologies that are connected with possibility to communicate in some sense from enterprise to the end user and interaction between them. We are actually enabling and facilitating big enterprises to communicate with their end users in most easiest, convenient and effective way. InfoBIP is a company that's been on the market for the past 12 years as InfoBIP. It's a company I mentioned earlier, 1200 people, but still with mindset of a startup, a company that is moving with a fast pace, a company that is investing a lot in its own infrastructure, in the research and development, a company that is trying and that is succeeding to be a partner with his clients. We are actually trying to be somebody who will consult our partner and propose him the best possible solution that will solve his problems. So InfoBIP is our CEO, Silvio, says we are just starting. So it's a company that you will hear about us in the future a lot. Hopefully this is only one of the awards that, we, that we've been awarded by your valuable research. And we will share definitely a few more topics on some new technologies and some new services that we plan to launch in the next year. 
Well, Alvino and Renata, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure to meet you, and I look forward to seeing you in future events. Thank you. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Look out for more big interviews in the coming weeks. If you're an MNO, you might be interested in joining our RCS research. The survey will be launched in December 2017 and focus on how RCS is going to evolve in 2018. Until next time, this is Jason Bryan, and you've been listening to The Big Interview from Rocco Radio.